0: Hey everyone, it's Stephanie Garcia, and this is the Art of Becoming series, where we talk all about the journey between where you are right now, and where you want to be, and all the stuff that has to happen in between to get you there. Are you ready? Let's get started. Hey everyone, it's Stephanie Garcia, and this is the Art of Becoming series, episode three, and today, this is a special episode. doing something a little different that I usually don't do, and I'm thinking of doing it because I feel like it's really going to benefit you. So I created the Art of Becoming series because as we go for our dreams, as we become more and more the people we want to be in this world, we come to realize that it's more of a journey than uh, anything else. So we realize that it's more or less about the destination and more about who you become along the way. So I created this series, and in the first episode, we talked about things like the art of starting, and then the second episode was about the art of purpose. Well, today, I want to actually interview somebody who I feel is embodying this whole process, Uh, somebody who I feel is really walking the talk and is dealing with the ups and downs and ebbs and flows of this whole process, because I feel like by talking to somebody who's actually doing it day in and day out, we can all learn something. So without further ado, I want to introduce you all all to Christy Slager's Salerno. I got her name right. (laughs) And she is an actress, acting and movement coach, and energy healer. And I wanted to bring her on here because I feel like if anyone is embodying this whole process, it's her. I saw her work, I want to say a couple weeks ago. And she was just like, bing, bing, bing to me. I could definitely just see um, that she would be perfect for um, this very first special edition episode. So Christy, go ahead and tell us a little bit more about what it is you do.
1: Oh, well, thanks for having me. First of all, it's such a sweet introduction. I so appreciate that. Um yeah. glad we found each other. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what I do? Well, you know, um, really my passion is helping people get connected to their body wisdom, their inherent um, brilliance in their bodies, Mm -hmm. and I'm very passionate about um, really kind of getting us out of our heads and and into our bodies. I think there's a lot of, that's really how we heal, that's how we sort of find um, our truest selves, our real voice, our authenticity. So really the work I do is, is, you know, I use different elements of actually my background, which is more movement or movement, dance, acting, the arts. And I use a lot of those things to help people, um, access that inner knowing that their truth in their bodies. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of, uh, what I do and it, and I use elements of energy healing. Um, and like I said, the arts acting and all that stuff, movement to, to do that.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm curious, yeah. what brought you into this embodiment work?
1: You know, it was an accident, as so many of these things tend to yeah. be. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> That's that whole art of becoming. That's that journey we're talking about. We think we're going one way, yep. and then life takes us a whole other.
1: 100%. I was in LA for acting, 100%. You know, that was my passion, that was my training. And um, at the time, the the teacher at my acting studio wanted to start a movement dance program. And she asked me to teach it, which I felt extremely underqualified for. I didn't, I really didn't understand why she asked me, but I trusted this teacher very much. And I, and I thought, Hey, what, what, what's the worst that could happen? You know, I had pretty low
0: expectations of
1: myself. (laughs) So I just. You know, I started in my group with about five people, then it grew to 10 people, then we were, then I moved us to a studio and then, you know, that was eight years ago. and I, I was at one acting school and then I started another one and just kind of kept growing from there and then um, it's, it became something that at first, you know, was like my side job as an actress, but more, the more I did it, the more I fell in love with it and then I started, you know, individually coaching actors And then the real piece that kind of made it into something much more for me um, was when, it's funny because I was teaching this before I was actually walking the walk. I started teaching movement and embodiment before I was actually embodied myself. And so it's funny, I was teaching kind of what I needed to learn. Mm -hmm. And I... (laughs) And then life, as life does, hit me over the head with a two-by-four. I ended up um, finding out I had a uterine fibroid, like, that was basically making me anemic. So I was super, basically, it's basically like a, a tumor in your uterus that is, it just, it grows, really consumes a lot of blood, and I almost passed out one day when I was teaching, and That began the road of, whoa, I need to look at what, what am I, what am I doing to my body? What am I, you know, there had been so many signs before I found out about that, that I wasn't okay, that I'd ignored. And so really the fibroid was like my messenger. It was like, hey, you need to stop and pause and you need to do this work that you are telling other people to do. You're not doing, and and that was that was the big shift right there. That was
0: the big blinking lights (laughs) for life. Yeah, that was the wake up. Yes. Oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah. There. How many times in our lives do we? I'm a really big believer, and one of the main reasons I created this series is because we really do teach what we what we need to learn. You know, we really everything that we're doing in our lives. If we're on the right path, is Mm -hmm. has everything to do with who we are and what we are um authentically dealing with in life yes you know even the work I'm doing now um like I said in the series here it came out of the fact that I was needing to learn what was like you know I every episode I'm very open and honest uh, and authentic with it so you know when I was the very first episode of the series was all about starting because I had such a great fear of just getting started yeah you know and then the second episode came out of the fact well what the hell am I doing and then I had a comfort about purpose and so this episode is is all about uh what it is to really just walk that talk the every day because i can tell you all what i think i'm doing but here's another person living <laughs> it and doing it too you know yeah one of the favorite one of my favorite things that I, I one of the things that i love about you mm. is how real you are i mean i've taken her movement class um mm-hmm. she offers them on instagram That's right nice. now and there are so many emotions that come up Mm. if you let yourself go there, if you really get into your body. Um, one of the things is that she's just so genuine and it's, and she's not over here telling you what it is that she's trying to teach you. She literally is having these experiences too, and is being very, very honest and authentic. So I think Mm. that that's a beautiful thing. I just wanted to say that to you. Um, what was that moment that switched you into, um, cause you said you were avoiding getting into your body when you finally started yeah. doing that? Yes. Did you see a shift in your work? Did you see a shift in your life? Was it something that you were just like, Oh my, oh my gosh, gosh. Yes, this is it. did it make a bigger difference in your life.
1: Oh my gosh. It made all the difference. It made all the difference. I, um, you know, like so many of us, I was sort of swept up in that the rat wheel, the success wheel, right? Like, how hard can I work? How much can I get done in a day? How many things can I cross off the to do list? You know, oh, that's when I get my medal at the end of the day. You know, how how much, much can I, can I prove, prove? I right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was, man, was I a doer. And so, really, I had created a life where I was asking so much of my body, just being a teacher, teaching, you know, up to 20 classes a week. I was doing fitness and I was doing this movement work. And then I was, you know, waiting tables and acting, doing all these things. And when, um, I'd also for many years suffered with an eating disorder. So there were all of these things that I had sort of, um, gosh, just kind of been running from and I think that's ultimately what happens is when we get so busy and we get on this wheel, we get on this wheel sort of unconsciously, and we're running so fast to get to this imaginary destination or this destination we think we know that we want to be at, mm-hmm. but then ignoring sort of the process, like you were saying, ignoring what's happening along the way, ignoring how I was feeling. You know, I was not present at all with any of my truth in the moment i didn't even know how to do that um and so when i got sick when i got this sort of prognosis i um i had to re i mean it it shook me because it really i had just gotten married and it was you know this fibroid was really in the way of becoming pregnant and that was a huge priority of mine Mm -hmm. and it really stopped me dead in my tracks. And Mm
0: -hmm. if
1: that hadn't happened, I think I would have kept on that wheel a hundred percent. I would have kept on until something worse happened. So I, this is where this, what changed everything for me, that prognosis changed that health diagnosis, I guess, changed everything for me because, um, you know, at first, I reacted as most of us do, which is what the, what the hell, like my, what's wrong with my body? What the Like this doesn't happen to all those people. What about all those people who, who can just have babies and whatever and do whatever they want to their bodies? <laughs> mm-hmm. I was mad. I was angry. And, but then, you know, what this, that whole journey taught me was that no, no, your body's your friend. Your body has a message and the message is you're not listening to yourself you are running yourself ragged to, to something you think that you want. That's not even really who you are. And, you know, I had just been taught to put my head down and work hard and just run up that hill. And no matter what happened, get to that goal. And I, I, there were so many parts of me that I left behind that were ignored. Mostly my emotions, mostly any of my feelings, um, my my, my truth, my heart, my softness, you know, so there was just so much, I mean, I really, once that, that, that diagnosis happened, you know, I, I thought, um, I, I thought to myself, you know, I know that I can go, I could go have, just, I just had an instinct that if I just went and had the surgery, I would be missing something, like, I knew that I needed to be with this part of myself, I was really convinced that I, would that my body could heal itself if I figured out you know what what the source of this was and so that really launched me on this like couple year journey of homeopath homeopathic healing naturopathic healing um changing my whole lifestyle how I ate you know I went to all sorts of just everything I mean that led me to energy healing essential oils herbs and I really believe that that sort of was my sort of initiation of sorts into into the healership side of what I was I was going to be doing in the future. Little did I know.
0: Yeah. 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 You know, if we're open to it. Oh, but this is the hardest part. This is the hardest part right here. Because we have it in our minds where we want to go and what we want to do. And that's not a bad thing. Sometimes it's going to lead us, again, there's that point of that conversation, but it's not about the destination. It's about who you become along the way. That's the whole point here. Life is going to detour. And it's not saying that it's not going to take you to where you want to go. Right. You know, because I know, I know that feeling of, you know, but I really want this in my life.
1: Sure. It's like, no
0: doubt, no doubt. Yeah. Sometimes it's the catalyst that gets you on the road. and maybe it is going to take you that way but first you've got to go this way everybody I think goes life is A to Z but really it's you know start here A now you're going to D now you're going to you know G and then back to A again that's the way this journey works Um, and I just do you feel like by giving into it sometimes we resist it so hard. And then oh, the front yeah. wall comes and we can't resist it anymore. We have to face it. Yeah. Do you feel that that has made you... I know that you said that you, you're not focusing. You haven't focused so much on the acting because mm-hmm. something else has come to you. Do mm-hmm. you feel like it's making you a better actress? I know you coach a lot of actors. Mm-hmm. And I do know mm-hmm. that many of them have said that their mm-hmm. work has become better just by working with you. So there is something towards getting into your body and movement. Um, my question is: Do you feel like it's making you a better actress? Do you think it's making yeah. you? How do you feel like it's benefiting yeah. you? Yeah. Just...
1: Yeah. Oh, that's, Yeah. No, I hear you. I'm. I'm saying yes a lot because I'm like yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it's funny because <laughs> when I, you know, when all this happened, you know, sort of the note I would get from my acting coaches, you know, was always around, you know. Do less do do less you're you're being you're, it's like you're you're christy, but then you're you're putting more on it you're efforting and i didn't understand what that what what that meant and and it took a lot of just this healing process of letting go of all of these gosh so many of the masks I was wearing disintegrating the you know, picking apart and looking at the broken, wounded parts of myself that so needed approval desperately, um, the parts of myself that I was unconscious of, that were just keeping me um, sort of in a personality that wasn't, you know, my realist self. And when you're an actor, that's who has to show up is the realist part of you if you're wanting to be a good actor, you have to be, you know, you want it, you have to be willing to know that part of yourself and to bring that and for that to be enough. And if you're, if you can't do that in your life, if you can't allow even yourself to have the intimacy with your own truth, then to bring that to your acting is really not accessible. If it happens, it's an accident, you know? Mm -hmm. And so to, to me, when, you know, the work of getting into the body and what I had to do to sort of learn to heal myself was to honestly, honestly, I I mean, I spent, I had conversations with that fibroid in my belly. I asked it why it was here and what did it have to teach me? And the crazy thing about it is every time I asked it, it said the exact same thing. And it took me three years to actually like take it seriously. Every time it would say what it was here for and I would say, oh, no, no, no. Like I've already, I've already, I've already dealt with that. And and I'd move on and then it would come up again and again. So it really taught me how the body knows. And it's, you know, it's hard to be that honest with ourselves. We have a hard time with, with hard truths sometimes. And so the body holds them for us until we're ready to look at them. But i really believe the body is like a servant of the soul it is truly here to bring us to the next thing and and it's holding our truth until we're ready to look at it and to own it so yes i believe that all of this has helped me become a better actress because you know i i couldn't just sit in my skin without putting something you know on before
0: you know yeah so you were just doing that that's something that I think we all do. We kind of put that mask on and are mm-hmm. acting like um, somebody we're not. You know, it's so interesting. The, re- the thing that really, uh, there's several things that struck me while, we, while you were speaking. One of them was you said in order to be a really good actor, you have to be, uh, I think you say you have to be the real you. You have to feel. And mm-hmm. I thought it was so interesting because if anything, when you're an actor, you're not, I would at least say, is that you're not being you. You're being somebody, Mm -hmm. you're being the character, but you said, but no, to be a real actor, you have to be Mm -hmm. um, really you, Yeah. and and I'm guessing you're saying embody who you are, embody the human emotions. I'm imagining that's what you're talking about, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, so there's kind of a, sometimes a misconception, and and trust me, there's a lot of different, you know, ideologies and ideal, ideologies around acting, but, you know, there's this idea that, I'm now playing the character, I'm going to transform, I'm going to become this other thing. But when we do that, we actually tend to take a step out of ourselves and sort of we put the character away from us, which can lead in my experience to a lot of sort of kind type of acting because we've we've removed the heart and soul that is us from the character, we're kind of putting, it's like an idea outside of us so really good acting, I believe, is <laughs> that character is stuck with you. you. That character comes into your body, gets to, gets to you know pay rent in your, in your energy field. And so it's really about how much, how much do I know myself and how much can I turn up the, this part of me, turn down the volume on this part of me, but all of it is my flesh and blood, my feelings, my reaction, my soul right? I'm modifying a little bit because this character's had a different past, has different conditions. They've they live in a different world than I do, but it's still my heart, my, my blood, my, my soul that's saying these words, you know? So it's it's actually really about how can, how close can I, how can I bring of myself to this? So you really got to know yourself Hmm.
0: to do that. That's interesting. That's so fascinating. It's such, uh, <laughs> so fascinating, yeah. you know, and, and let's take, let's take a switch though here, yeah. because for the people who are not actors, this still yeah. also applies to you, because let's say you're a writer, um, mm-hmm. let's say you're a doctor, mm-hmm. you can apply this concept of getting into who you really are, and the humanity yeah. of you, and in your body, body and apply it to whatever it is you do. So Christy's still doing this embodiment even in her coaching, even in her healing work. You can do this as a doctor. I mean, um as a writer, I think it just makes you a better person. In my own life, the more real and authentic I have become, the better and more relatable my work has become. So and it doesn't matter what modality I choose to use, right now I'm where I'm at and it'll grow, and it'll evolve, and every okay. single evolution is going to still come from that base yes. of me being me, yes. so that's the same, we can take the same causes, no matter what you do, and you can be an actor, actress, whatever. Absolutely. it doesn't matter, Absolutely. it's the fact that we're bringing our human yes. to the conversation,
1: which is 100%. so,
0: so natural, yeah, 100%. you know, something else that you were talking about is you kept getting messages mm-hmm. um, from other people, so you're, So you had external messages, and then you had internal messages, but you were ignoring them. There's something here. Sometimes you're going to get the feedback from life, right? And sometimes you're going to ask, you're going to feel it from your inside your body. We have a tendency to ignore that. Then we're going to have influences from other people sometimes that are not so great. Mm -hmm. You've got the voices and the messages that are telling us, stay with me. I know this sounds a little confusing, but stay with me. Yes. Some of the messages we receive are good for us, telling us, come this way, come this way. And then some messages, you're going to come, and it, it is, come this way. And mm-hmm. that's not where we're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So the messages that say, come this way, and it's trying to bring you to your evolution, we don't focus on that so much. We ignore that, we run away, we fight that. And I found, and this is, I can speak from personal experience only, there have been times where I've gotten messages from other people and I paid way more attention to those messages and have been derailed for years because I did that. Mm. Um, but the second that I started following these other mm-hmm. messages, it's almost like I just, you know, leaked ahead. So it sounds to me like you went through something very similar. Can you talk about that mm-hmm. a little bit?
1: Oh, absolutely. I feel, I feel like, you know, that's first. that process you explained so beautifully is really common right you know we grow up we grow up and we're sort of groomed to out of out of survival you know listen to those who who raised us or who are around us to to sort of fit in to survive where, where the 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 life that we're in you know we 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 learn to behave we learn to you know we we have we in order to survive, we kind of have to trust the people around us in the beginning, you know, we don't really have a choice. Now, as we grow up into adults, you know, oftentimes we keep operating from that um, unconscious place of, you know, those, those, those original voices that were like, be a good girl, be a good boy. This is how you behave. This is what you should do. This is a good thing to do. This is a bad thing to do. And, you know, though we had to sort of follow those rules to get, to survive our, our young lives, as we get older, a lot of those become hindrances, right? A lot of those become things that actually keep us in that, that gets in the way of us becoming who we really are. And it takes a lot of courage to look at, to wake up from that, first of all, and to be willing to look at each one of those or um, external conditioning, you know, ideas, and decide, is this for me? Is this not for me? Is this serving me? Is this not serving me? And you trust me, throw a rock, someone's going to give you advice, you know, it'll land on someone who, who, who wants oh, to give yeah. you advice. But, you know, one of the things I loved uh, that I learned in that sort of why I love the, the sort of energy healing or, or um, sort of holistic world uh, of healing is that they truly believe that your answers are inside of you that your body holds your answers and so it's about really empowering a client to find that voice to hear their truth within themselves and to really feel that self. and i loved that so much because yes i was well, that i was you know such a people pleaser you know i mean I got straight A's all through school, not because I loved school, but because I need, I had to get straight A's because I had to be special. I had to, imp, you know, impress everybody. Gosh, I know that
0: story. And Gosh, I know that story. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: And then, you know, so it's, 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 um, it's, it was a really big thing for me to sit down with really literally a pen and paper and write down the beliefs that I had that it, I, I, that were holding me back, that I had to let go of. Uh, and that, that was part of the healing process for me. Um, and I, I, f- I, find that, you know, it's really the key to stepping into your true authentic life is, 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 is finding that courage within yourself to, um, to sort of reconnect with your, your inner voices in your body. Um, that's really what is gonna drive your card on the path that you're meant to go down, you know. And it's awesome to have great people that you trust in your life that are wise and and can reflect back to you or give you advice. But but at the end of the day, right, all of us, you know, we only have ourselves to um we have to live with ourselves, you know. And I I think there's just um, I, I'm just very passionate about I love watching people sort of repair that relationship with their body and and find the truth within themselves and begin to trust themselves again, because I think what happens you know in that conditioning process as children is that we get talked out of trusting ourselves right off the bat. you so know much. that gets us in trouble, right mm-hmm. that that gets us in trouble that gets us you know, our, the love gets taken away, the, the affection, the approval gets taken away. So we learn very quickly, oh, I can't trust that voice. So then of course we grow into adults who don't trust that voice. No. So it takes a minute, right? To, to, to oh, even gosh. hear it again.
0: You know, there's so many people that I've talked to who have said, you know, how do I hear my intuition? How do I hear myself? Or uh, you see it on social media all the time. Just be yourself. Just be yourself. And then number one, yeah. piece, I stood with that for probably six months. Um, seeing be yourself, be yourself, everybody telling me that. And then I got to a point where I was like, what the hell does that even mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because I was so disconnected from what that really meant. Yeah. And there was something else you were saying about how your teachers were saying, do less, be less, mm-hmm. be simple. And you said, I didn't get that. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of times in our lives we're gonna hear messages like be yourself, and we're mm-hmm. not necessarily going to understand what that is. It's not gonna quite land for us. Yeah. And that's okay. It can be frustrating. Yeah. But there is so much truth there, and there is so much gold there if you continue to at least open up to what life is trying to teach you. I think there's a space between trying to figure it out mentally. Uh-huh. And then there's a big difference between living life and feeling it. I mean, I can intellectualize "be yourself," and it'll mm-hmm. never get me to where I need to be. But if totally. I can actually embody who I am and my true, authentic self, and when we self, we say self, we're meaning our intuition. I'm sorry, our intuition, our instinct, our inner voice—that part of us that, when everybody else in the world is saying yes, that that voice that says "hell no." You're listening mm-hmm. to that voice, not everybody else around you.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: that's mm-hmm. what we're talking about when we're saying be ourselves. But again, that's a feeling you have to have. You have to embody that. Yes. You have to live that. Uh, mm-hmm. You've had to go down that road of trusting that again and again and again to the point where you, that is what you follow over others. Mm-hmm. Right. hmm so yeah. it's okay if you're hearing these messages and you, it's just not landing. Something in your heart and soul is saying yes, but it's just not fitting in right. It's okay. That's part of this process.
1: Oh, absolutely. I was the queen of you know, figuring it out, right? And, and figuring it out, you know, I, <laughs> we, you know, again, we live in a society that very, very, very highly regards the intellect, right? Awesome. Like, how smart are you? You're great. know where you're going to college you know you know smarts and smarts and that's beautiful we love a smart mind that's fantastic but the mind is 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 really actually very limited um it can only really it's a processor it can only sort of look at what's the happened in the past and then look at the present and base the decisions on the past it can't actually create something new the mind is 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 a pros and cons if you want to, if you want to convince yourself that you should eat ice cream, even when you're, you decided to be on a diet, your mind will come up with a great argument for white cream. Oh, and then it will argue the exact opposite, right? We've all been through that, right? Mm-hmm. Why did you eat that ice cream? That was so right. The mind is not the place to go for decisions. It's actually not where the answer is. It's actually the body for us to actually sink in and, and mm-hmm. listen deep, deeper our body is, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah we, I'm um, so glad that you brought up the, the mind because I was literally thinking about this the other day uh, and why I think that your work is so perfect. It has everything to do, your work uh, with these movement classes allows us to get into our body to feel that yes or no, visceral feeling, to imbo- help us make better decisions, you know, mm. to own the space we're in, which is great. Um, One of the classes I took, it was all about feeling contraction and expansion, right? So we took, it was like a 45-minute class, and we had to feel the experience of what does it feel like to be in our body, and what does contraction feel like, Mm -hmm. and what does expansion feel like? Mm -hmm. And I hadn't really thought of that before, which this Mm -hmm. is where we're talking about with the mind, where it can really mess with you. It was... I could think about what contraction was and expansion was, and I could see see where that was kind of messing with my life by not um, expanding more, but it wasn't until I felt it in my body in that class that Mm -hmm. I was able to go, oh, wait a minute, I am playing small. Mm. There was a moment where I did, I got into my body and I was feeling contraction and I was on the floor, and you said, you know, what does it feel like to be in your body and contracted, and there was a part, an emotion that came up right from Mm. there. Wow. And it was, I could just feel in that moment that it was my soul crying a little bit because I had been contracted for too long, right? Mm. So, and that is something I could never have experienced had I not gone into my body. I could, like I said, intellectualize it all day long. Absolutely. Um, but would never really reach that space. Mm. And now, and it's only been a couple classes that I've done with you so far, but yeah. I feel like I own my space better I'm not so worried anymore about uh how I look yeah I caught myself the other day there was some music that played in the kitchen and I was moving quick and I was expressing myself really quick you know but before I would have thought if even I'm in even if I'm in my living room and there's not a damn person there I'm still judging (laughs) you know I'm still worried about what other people think and I'm alone right Um, yet but now not so much I I allow myself to go there and I feel and the reason I bring this up is because I feel like that makes me my work better Mm. right just Mm -hmm. the the work that came out of me the three days after that that's incredible explosive better um, uh redesigned my my website wow because I was able to get there and so that's that's the point of this is that getting into your body is where you make decisions you can feel mm. the yes. You can mm. feel the no. Um, but if you're in your brain, your, your body could say yes, but your brain will very quickly go, yeah, but, okay. okay. Right. You know, um, yeah. you could be thinking, you'll hear the voices of maybe your parents or your, that one aunt that said that horrible thing to you when you were five years old or that, that yeah. belief that maybe you picked up from grade school. Yeah. you let your brain make the decision. But if you can feel your body say a yes, and it's a yes. If your body
1: says no, it's a no, period. Absolutely. So Wow. <laughs> beautiful experience. I love hearing that. I love that. It's, it's always so beautiful to me because everyone experiences the class in their own way. And mm-hmm. like you shared, your body had a specific message for you that came through in the movement, you know, in, in its mm-hmm. own way, in its own timing. And that's, that's why, honestly, I love this work so much because everyone's body is so magical and, and, you know, holds their truth for them. And it, and you never know when it's going to open or when it's going to arrive. And the, the, the process of sort of, you know, getting out of the head, which by the way, I'll give the head its credit in that it is, you know, we do, we do form this sort of inner critic voice really for the purposes of, of of staying safe and of survival, right? It's not like, you know, I feel like the inner critic gets a lot of bad rap, but if we can sort of look at it as, as a friend or as the part of us that's just trying to protect us from what it doesn't know and it doesn't want us to get in trouble or to get hurt or to get made fun of. Right. So it, it keeps us in this safe bubble right? safe, but kind of miserable bubble, (laughs) right? (laughs) But at least it's familiar, right? And familiar feels safer than unfamiliar. So, know in the movement class when you begin to expand just just your body beyond its usual comfort zone it's usual you know um what's familiar just the act of doing that first of all you experienced this but it'll wake up those voices right and sometimes they can be loud like oh my gosh you look stupid and what's that and what is this you don't know what you're doing this is dumb i should stop doing this right and all these voices come up because you've stepped out you've stepped out of the comfort zone. So that the class is actually meant to kick those voices up because once they, once those voices are up, you know, you've expanded, you know, you've stepped beyond what you've done before, right? All of a sudden you're in this new territory. So you've already, you've already stepped into more of yourself just, Mm -hmm. just by moving your body. That's it. And then when you do that, all of a sudden your body is like, Oh, Oh, wait, I can let some of this out. Some of the stuff I've been holding on to now has some room to bubble to the surface and all this beautiful truth begin to arrive. And there are messages that, you know, are, are meant just for you. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I couldn't tell oh, yeah. you what that message gonna be. It's your message. Exactly, and that's looks so beautiful exactly. to me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You know what? I, here's the other thing about your classes that I absolutely love is yeah. it's a safe environment there's a lot of times you're going to go out into the world and you're doing your thing and it is not necessarily feeling like safe waters. It's not, Mm -hmm. it's bringing up all sorts of memories and all sorts of feelings and all sorts of triggers. Um, yes. in your class, you can experience, you can experience all of those feelings in a safe space of knowing you're just not being judged because I seriously, I'll tell you guys, you'll be in a <laughs> class with her and she will do that little giggle laugh right there. And, okay. and, and that, and we're doing something weird and we're doing something like mm-hmm. all out of our element and I'll hear that little giggle laugh and i go, okay, yeah. I'll start giggling. Yeah. So now yes. I'm not worried about it anymore. <laughs> And yeah, that's an opening, and that's an opening because, yeah, why that's significant to me is because how many times do we go through life and we do something silly yeah. or awkward or weird, and somebody has criticized us for that? We have not mm-hmm. always gotten the support we need, um, or been around the best people or environments to just go and explore. Many of us have never really had the opportunity of just being ourselves in front of people and for that to just be honored and respected, you know, just laugh with the person, you know, if we had more of that, I think we would be much more open. The world would be a better place. I do feel like we're in a world where we're emerging from that uh, a little bit in some way,
1: but to be able to
0: explore and expand yourself in a safe space is a beautiful healing process. Mm. It's the whole reason I'm bringing this up. Uh, and so if something, maybe this is something for you guys, if you've never had an experience where you feel like yeah. uh, somebody's truly supported you. So, mm. um, I did want to talk yeah. about something here. Um, when you were talking about the layers coming off, mm-hmm. something I think I talked about earlier in this uh, episode, we were talking, I was talking about how we think that life is A to Z. But Mm -hmm. then, but reality is, life is A, destination point, to G, destination point, (laughs) I can't speak (laughs) today to M, back to to A. And I believe that it happens that way, because in order for us to go from A, we want to go a straight line, but that doesn't happen. But in order to get to where we're meant to go, we have to go to G, because now Mm -hmm. we have to remove that layer. Yeah. And then we have to go to M. Yeah. And I know I'm just using the alphabet a lot, but yeah, yeah, with, stick, stick with me a little bit. Totally. The different things that take us, uh, places that life takes us, sometimes detours are blessings in the right direction, you know? So sometimes we're going and we're, something's ex- we're experiencing something and we can think it's the worst thing ever or it's not where we're meant to be or we don't want to be here because a lot of us will go through life and we go, but I don't want to be here. I want this, you know, why am I not yeah. further than it, than where I want to be? This person's further than I am. And Why is that happening? And, and if we're open to it, we can see where life is making us go to these different spaces. So maybe you're in a job you hate, for example, yeah. right? Yeah. But maybe you're in that job because you're meant to learn something and gain okay. something, or maybe it's meant to strip off a layer because mm-hmm. we, we picked up on our lives so many different things from other people. Mm -hmm. you know, and those layers have to come off some way, and the universe Mm -hmm. is wild, but it it is also really wide, right, so it knows exactly what it's doing, and if you're open to it, it can be a less of a painful process, you Mm
1: -hmm. know what I'm saying,
0: absolutely, so, uh, and it sounds like you've had many of those little nuances in your own life,
1: oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I mean, my, yeah, my life has taken me places I never, ever, ever would have guessed. I mean, teaching being one of them. Never thought, thought even thought about that. Um, energy healing. I didn't even know what that was <laughs> until, until I started doing it. Um,
0: well, we're yeah. all teachers in some way, shape, or form, right? I yeah, know, it, it of doesn't, course. It doesn't always come with a doctorate, but...
1: No, um, no. Yeah.
0: We're all a teacher in our own minds.
1: Yeah, I think you're so right. You know, I think you know part of this conditioning that i i was talking about too you know we this this society that intellect you know is is very you know um, it's a it's a linear way of being right it's a more sort of patriarchal sort of masculine side of the brain um way of thinking right like you know this sort of logic and straightforward and you know climbing a ladder going straight forward to a destination and that's very valuable. It's gotten us, you know, it's gotten us to move very quickly in, in our techno technological evolution. Mm-hmm. But to me, I think what we've lost, what we've missed is the balance of that, which is right. Is the, is the, the other side, the feminine side, the feeling side, the intuitive side, mm-hmm. the side that's not just logic that it doesn't, you can't prove it. You can't, you can't, you know, other people can't necessarily see that truth that you know within yourself, right? And I think, you know, part of this journey um, to the true destination or, or really of life is, is, I even think the concept of there being a destination is kind of a false in a way it's kind of an old paradigm it's becoming an old paradigm very
0: much so. because
1: right because what's the point you know i really had to face the hard truth of for myself of what's the point so i thought you know i had my head and i'm climbing that mountain i'm going to be an actress and had this like sort of vague idea of being of winning an oscar i guess because that's like a successful actor but came down to it i was like why does that even mean what does that e- do I even want that that's just an idea mm. and then I realized how unhappy I was in my day-to-day life and how could I think that I was going to be happy the day I got an Oscar if I didn't know how to be happy today do you think that yes. so, like so I'm <laughs> get an Oscar tomorrow and I'm going to know how to be happy no I'm going to be just as unhappy with an Oscar with right an now. Oscar
0: it a shiny
1: exactly. <laughs> yeah. so like, the, it's sort of this lie we've bought into of like, no, 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 no. Once you get here, then you'll be happy. And that is a lie. That mm. is a lie because mm. I real I knew for myself, I had practiced when I'm practicing every day, not being happy. There's no way in where to some destination or some goal. And then that's suddenly going to solve the fact that I'm mm-hmm. not
0: happy. No. So that was a hard yeah. truth yeah 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 well you know again for the people who have dreams it's not that you couldn't get there not at all absolutely not at all totally capable not about that capable totally it's it's about the fact of at least be yourself and enjoy the journey because when you get there it's more like it doesn't matter you got it and that's awesome you get the oscar it's great but it's the icing on the cake absolutely you know what i mean it's Absolutely. not your fulfillment because you're already yeah. fulfilled. Yeah, you know what I'm saying.
1: Absolutely. So I don't.
0: Go
1: ahead. I was going to say, and I don't, I don't mean to, you know. I know my journey kind of can sound like I'm poo-pooing like dreams or like being that that original oh, dream no. of being an actor no. or whatever. My life just took me on a in, a in a different path that I found to be more fulfilling. But I know for for people who really have a dream that this is what I'm meant to do and I really want to do this absolutely go for it. I, I, I agree with you, though, that when you're not, you got to look at your day-to-day, how you're feeling. It's the life you're living, right? The Oscar comes, the Oscar goes, the, the award comes and goes. That's a moment. You know, it's kind of like marriage. It's like the wedding is a moment. The marriage is the life, right? It's, yeah. it's kind of like we get obsessed with one moment that that's going to solve it or that's going to make us happy, And that's, I think, the misnomer there. That's the part that we get lost in a little bit.
0: Yeah, and it's not saying that you're, um, I don't feel like you were poo-pooing dreams in any way. I think what you're saying is at least know why the hell you're doing it. (laughs) You know what I mean? I mean, if you're going, and this is something that, this is another part of that layer process that we're talking about. Are you wanting to be, again, it doesn't have to be actor, let's insert doctor, you know, are you wanting to be a doctor because everybody in your family is wanting to be a doctor, or are you wanting to be a doctor because your family has been poor for generations, and now they believe that doctor is going to be the success story, and so now that's what you're doing, and that's where you're going for, and you think that that's your dream, but really you're trying to, your dream is piggybacking, or I'm sorry, your the needs of others are piggybacking on your dream. Totally. Uh, it's really important to know what you're doing and why you're doing it. And sometimes what we think is our dream and what we think is our destination, let's say become doctor or whatever, uh, you may end up getting detoured. And if you end up getting detoured, it's because you're meant to remove that layer of everybody else's expectations that have been put upon you that maybe you never even bought into. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of people who live in poverty consciousness because the generation before them did and the generation before them did. And so they just subconsciously picked it up. Uh, but it was never their agreement, you know, it right. was never their mindset, never their thought process. Right. Does that make sense what, right. you're, what I'm saying there?
1: Absolutely.
0: You know, so yeah. why do you, and the same thing can be said for actors. Why do you want yes. to be an actor? You know, because you want right. to be recognized because you were never recognized in your life. Or is it because you really believe in expressing yourself in that way? You know, just check in there.
1: Absolutely, absolutely, and I think you know these truths, truths, truths of that.
0: (laughs) You know, I can't speak in your (laughs) 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 chat.
1: Yeah. I mean, these are the truths that live in our bodies. I really, I really believe. And, and these ideas of what I should be are the things we kind of pick up right in our minds mm-hmm. or what is expected outside of us, right. Or what the pressures are outside. And so I, I think again, you know, really like the body is the answer. The body is the answer. I sit with myself and feel into this and what, it, what is the feel I want? What would make me what would make me feel in my body expansive and full and joyous and happy, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. I think that's partly something we're sort of trained to put off until I get the dream, right? Or until Mm -hmm. I deserve it, till I get the goal, the destination. And, And I think we miss Oftentimes we then we miss the road we're even meant to be on, or the thing we even really want to do, because we're waiting, we're deferring until until the end of the road or whatever that
0: destination. Yeah, is. I totally agree with that. You know, I think a lot of people. I was just actually journaling, journaling about this last night uh, about the narrative that we all kind of seem to bite into, right? Yeah. So the one of the narrative is, you know, by this age I should be this, or yeah. Um, when I get this, then I'll get this. Yeah. We have to think about some of these nature, these, um, these narratives were created a very long time ago for a very specific group of people. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay. He's really happy with his car today. Um, so, (laughs) you know, and it was created by who knows who the hell it was centuries yes. ago, meant yes. for a specific people in a certain of society, but we're all still trying to buy, buy into this narrative that was never created for us in the first yeah. place, mm-hmm. you know, so many of us are trying to maybe follow a very masculine story yeah. when it was created without the feminine even being involved, so when I say And when I say masculine-feminine, this is not a male-female thing. What we're talking about is there's two sides to us. There's the Mm -hmm. action part of us, which is very much the masculine side. Mm -hmm. And then there is the receptive part of us, which is Mm -hmm. the feminine side. So that's the part that gets the ideas. That's the Mm -hmm. part that rests. Mm -hmm. But in our society, many societies, is based on that masculine action part without the consideration of breaks. And and I do believe that we're in a society now where we're recognizing that for mental health, there needs to be rest, self-care breaks, because what you're seeing is uh, breakdowns and um, burnout and living lives that are just not sustainable, trying to keep up with the Joneses because we want to mirror ourselves on the other side of somebody else. Mm -hmm. Uh, So getting into our bodies really helps us to get balanced in some way yeah you know because yeah. we're in our heads and that's again the very masculine action do do process yeah but if you use your body that is the feminine yes uh, flowing and this is not to say that this part of yourself is not action oriented it's just where you can get some of your greatest ideas you can reserve absolutely. so you have the action to take you know what i mean uh,
1: absolutely Absolutely. Absolutely. The balance of both of those is really key, honestly.
0: Mm -hmm. And I
1: think you're absolutely right. We've been sort of an overdrive on the act and the action side of things. And it's, it's had dire consequences, you know, as a, as a species, as on this planet, you know, we're very imbalanced and it's really showing up. And that's actually something that during this COVID-19 time, you know, where we're all forced to sort of stop and mm-hmm. be still and be with ourselves. It's, you know, it's bringing up a lot of things for a lot of us because this is stuff that when we're busy, when we, we're in action, we can just like ignore it and just keep going, you know, and, and mm-hmm. our society sort of, that's how it functions is how, you know, it, how much can you produce? How much can you give? How much, again, how, how much success can you you know, muster how hard can you work? You know, we honor these things in our society, and it's they're beautiful things, but they have balance mm-hmm. with the other side. And yeah, yeah,
0: really. And know uh, you know, something else. I'm really glad you mentioned the whole because right now, while this is being filmed,
1: um, yeah. the,
0: the whole uh, stay in place, shelter in place um, order has been um, put into place with this COVID-19. And we don't know how long it's going to take and what's going to come out of this. Uh, But what I've noticed is there's only so many times that you can scroll on your social media. There's only so many shows you can watch. And then you can't escape anymore. And you have to be left with these feelings of, I really want to do something, but I can't. And I don't know what I want to do. And so now you have to get into the space of, Mm. well, what do you really want to do? And many of us have not had that time or taken that time to really think yeah. about it because we've been yeah. running away. Totally. So it, there was a little bit of that trust in the unknown. So this is something I really want to talk about because I know yeah. this was, it's ended up becoming a conversation about movement and in your body. And I think that's so yeah. important, especially right now. But I also want to talk about this really awesome thing that I've been seeing you do for the last, oh, two weeks now, almost two weeks now. Okay. You've been coming out of yourself. Now, now, Christy has been doing the coaching thing for a long time. Yeah. Um, but she's been doing it privately, right? Yeah. And now she's bringing it online, which yeah. I just think is so freaking amazing. <laughs> I, want to ta- I want you to talk about, there's two different things, actually. Okay. Um, I want you to talk about the unknown. Yeah, and the trusting what you know because there was a great video mm. you had posted a while ago about feeling like you needed to come into your classes prepared yeah and then you got to the place where you learned to start trusting yourself to know what needed to be taught and how to teach it mm. so you started going through the process of living in the unknown for a minute Or teaching in the unknown and you got to the point of learning you could trust yourself so can you talk about that because i know a lot of us really feel uncomfortable with that aspect of trusting ourselves in the unknown
1: Mm, thank you for asking that Yeah. yeah i i when i first started teaching I was terrified right i I would get sick every morning before i taught i would not be able to eat everything would come out if i ate it was terrible you were
0: so natural (laughs) at this that makes me so like i blows my mind well i was a good (laughs) actor i
1: was a good actor i could cover it i was like "Mm -hmm, i'm good Uh uh-huh i see that so i was you know super controlling type a personality and i would have these notebooks that were i mean it was like okay warm up 10 minutes this 3 minutes this 4 minutes this 5 minutes i mean it was like to the minute how class would unroll right mm-hmm. and that was kind of my security blanket and i would stick to that and i was very rigid about it and then i remember the cl- i remember the moment it was i was in a class and i had this exercise planned and i'm looking at the people in front of me and what's going on in the class and i'm like oh crap this exercise is not this is not right for this moment and I wish I could remember the circumstance but it was like something that would have really really not worked and I remember I just I got I was I freaked out like inside I freaked out and I remember just saying a little prayer like okay I need something help what do I do what do I do
0: I've had so many moments like that
1: right and it was like the fires are burning and everyone's looking at me like waiting for what's next and I'm like and uh and then boom it just kind of landed and this i don't we ended up doing this exercise that ended up being so powerful and something i could have never come up with on my own i never would have thought of it i you know what i mean and in that oh, yeah. moment that moment it it was like oh i'm not alone here this is not even my this is not even my class i am just i hold the space for the divine for divine inspiration whatever it is to come and be here and this my real role is to allow for um allow for well first of all to hold the safe space for these people but allow whatever needs to come in to come into this space you know and so that was the first moment where i was like oh i can i can trust that that it's not just me here And then from then on, I started sort of little by little, just loosening the reins a little. Like I still had my plans. I still had my backup. But I started, you know, trusting that more and more. And then over through the years, you know, I remember when I just stopped, I stopped planning, I stopped writing things down. And I just was like, okay, I'm just going to trust that these people, you know, I'll be guided to what needs to happen, you know? and, And yes, that came after a few years of like building that confidence within myself and being able to trust that, you know. I, that, that I had you know tools in my pockets if shit at the fan or whatever but I was able to you know really honestly helped me so much as to, to to be a teacher to learn to be in that space of the unknown and I began to really trust it and I began to really trust the unknown more than I trusted myself even and to get to I do have to say the gift of getting to to intentionally play in that space of the unknown every day that I was teaching was because, you know, there was risk involved, right? Like I could fail, I could fall on my face, but it wasn't so much risk that I wasn't willing to take it. And it really gave me this sort of training ground of like, you can, you can be in this place of not knowing what comes next and something will come, you know? If you pay attention, that's the big thing. If you pay attention, if you're present, because if I go into like past, future, oh no, what am I going to do? Then I I wasn't available to what was in front of me. But if I could really be present with what was there and who was there and what was arriving, the right thing would come. And that was really beautiful. And so I, but I very much understand, I guess, you know, I very much understand how terrifying that place can be, especially, you know, when we're not used to being in that space. And I think, I think most of us are, really do everything we can not to be in that space. Cause it's, it is pretty <laughs> scary, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, it's, um, but it's, it is a magical space. If we can make friends it
0: with is. it. It's such a magical space. And I can speak from that place to myself. that had that personal experience numerous yeah. times in my life, especially mostly in the last year, but I will yeah. say, uh, I both of us both have had these years of getting to that space within ourselves uh and within our lives where we actually can come to that space of the unknown, living in the unknown. A lot of I mean, this video is one place of it. I have a little bit of an outline, but I just come to the place of distrusting that she's gonna say something, something's gonna drop in and I'm gonna just keep following that flow. Yeah. But if I'm in my head about it, and I'm like, it's got to be this, 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 man, have I done that before, and I've tripped up worse, and to be honest, people didn't relate to it as well as when I was just sitting in that flow about it, but it yeah. does take time, it's going to terrify you, if you've never had that experience before, right. it's going to freak you the hell out, Right. but you have to get to that place of, at first, competence, in trusting mm. yourself, before you can get to that confidence, and then it's second nature, but yeah. it takes time, it takes yeah. time. And you got to get, again, it it really is a big thing about getting into your body and out of your head. The second you're in your head, (laughs) man, those things get messed up so bad. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, you know, but when you're, and I will tell you that what we're talking about here is something that can only be felt.
1: It really Mm. isn't
0: something you can intellectualize. This is something that you've either experienced this or you have not. Mm you know, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and um, it's really a beautiful space of getting to the point where you instinctively know to reach your hand out, Mm. while at the same time, trusting that there's a branch and swinging to the next one. And just, it's a, it's a dance. It's a beautiful dance with it. And you see it all the time in nature. Let's say you go outside and you're Um. looking at the, at the birds and there's a beautiful quote that says that the bird doesn't trust the branch and doesn't worry about the branch breaking because it trusts its own wings. I I, I messed yeah, up. Yeah, that's beautiful. But you can yes. see the birds just flying around, and they just trust that they're exactly mm-hmm. where they need to be, and the things that they need will be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's such. It takes a lot of a lot of practice, a lot of trust to get to that space.
1: Mm-hmm. Let's talk
0: about something else that requires a lot of trust. That mm-hmm. okay, sure. so something you were talking about today, mm-hmm. um, which was about. Now, Christy is such a natural at this. <laughs> so again well, again, we'll talk. Now, when I say this, when I say I see she's a natural, that doesn't necessarily mean that she feels like she's a natural and vice versa. Yeah. Other people can see that I'm really good at something, but I may not be able to see it or I may not be able to trust it or I'm doubting myself. That's, again, part of the journey, right? right. Um, so Christy's putting, because we're in this COVID time, we can't go out, can't do anything. So Christy's been putting these uh, movement videos out on Instagram. And it was interesting because she had posted something today about being, af- talk to, you can speak this better than I can, um, about being afraid to put it out there in such a public way because you felt like you were more focused on the people who it wouldn't resonate with than the people who it would resonate with. Can you speak to a little bit about that? Because I know a lot of us uh, are afraid of putting ourselves out there and doing what we want to do in the world because they're worried about what other people think. And so they prevent themselves from expressing what they're meant to express out of that worry of criticism and judgment um, when it's not really about those people that are going to judge you. It's more about what you've got to put out there. So can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Oh, totally. Um, yeah. So I decided, you know, when I was going to do the movement class on Instagram live, it was just a one and done thing. I was like, oh, I'm just going to do this because, you know, everyone's home, whatever will be fun. Cause I usually have my class on Wednesdays in Los Angeles. And I was like, oh, I'll just have one on Wednesday for whoever wants to come. And then after I did it, I was like, oh, that was fun. And I got, you know, a lot of people like, oh, keep doing it. And I was like, yeah, it would be great. And so then I was like, okay, I'm going to do this every day, you know, too. <laughs> oh my gosh. So then you know I, I, it was great. it kept going, and then about five, I would say about five or so days in, this fear set in, and this was a fear that I hadn't really confronted yet, but was very much i could I knew it had always been there since since I started teaching and um yeah, it was really you know so many of these voices coming up, like you know, first of all, like oh my gosh, you're, you're sharing this with the world. Like, what are people going to think that what you do is so different? It's kind of weird. People are going to judge you. You know, I had all of these people from my past that would pop into my head. Like, what's that person going to think? And that person going to think, and you know, all people that like my biggest fear is, you know, they, they probably wouldn't resonate at all with what I'm doing. And I, I realized like, as much as I was getting all this beautiful, positive feedback and sharing and sweetness, kindness, where my mind wanted to focus was on who's not, who's going to make, who's going to come in and be like, this is so freaking weird. What is this? You know, that's where my mind wanted to go. And, you know, that's not super surprising, except that what I realized this morning and what that post was about was that I realized, oh, wow, these voices have been here all along, and these are the voices that have kept me doing this at a on a smaller scale than what I have kind of known in my gut it was meant for. Oh, yeah, I, you know what I mean? I come, oh, yes, I do. <laughs> I was like, people are going to think this is weird. No one's going to get it, and, you know, I have my... People that get it, and those people will find it, and that's fine. And I'm good with that. And I'm just going to leave it at that, you know. Mm-hmm. But
0: we're so but content like, with that. Just those five people. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, those five people. Like my votes, I'm totally. good. And yeah. I mean, have
1: said that to myself. I've said oh, that to yeah, I too many times. And I'm like, at least I'm helping those people. You know that whole like, if you're helping one person, at least you're, you know, I my life's complete. I've done it. Yeah, you
0: know? it's made it worth like, it. Yes. <laughs> realize, like,
1: yes, like that was an excuse that was an excuse to not risk to stay small to not you know not risk bringing this to the to the people that it is meant for is it meant for everybody totally not right not everything's Mm -hmm. meant for everybody but is it meant to find the people it's meant for totally and who am i to hide in a corner and keep it in this small box and That was a really hard realization for me this morning, just to realize that, oh, wow, I've let these voices keep me in this box for many, many years. And, you know, I've had little inklings of sharing it on a wider platform or online but I always talk myself out of it. So really the blessing of this time of being stuck inside, you know, is like putting it out there is really forcing me to heal some of those insecurities and look at them square in the eye and own that yeah I'm afraid but I'm also I'm willing you know I'm willing to be afraid and do it anyway and and that's I think what's really happening for me right now with this
0: oh I don't believe you're alone at that (laughs) I think this this is a time where we're really being forced to face them you know, I I, yeah. I think we're always going to be forced to face it. I think there's a difference between the fear that is legitimate, primal,
1: mm-hmm. get out of here
0: now fear, yeah. and then the fear, which is more like, fe- you know, false evidence appearing real kind of fear. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's a the fear that says you're not safe. And then there's a the fear that says you're not safe based on something that happened in the past or could happen in the past based on some evidence that's kind of right here, right now. Mm-hmm, so there's, mm-hmm. a, there's a distinction of fear, two different distinctions. Yeah. And when we're being asked to step up and to rise, it's amazing how much resistance comes up. But it may not necessarily be our resistance. It's definitely um, facing the onslaught of, like I said, those different, like you just said, you know, what will this person think? and yeah. it's a person that was like 20 years ago, you that's know, that's not even going to be in the room, not even going to tune in, uh um, right. you're worried about that one person's opinion, you know, or, right. or you know, it could be a friend, there could be right. someone you've never met, or, or it could very easily be a parent, a critical parent, mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. the voice you're hearing, or right. you're, you know, I don't know, Aunt Edna or something like that. Right. never was a big thrill with anything that you did in your life, but that one person you're afraid right of. Uh, and I, I, I say all this not to, like, make light of it, but it's, it's something I think we all can resonate with, which is why Absolutely. I really wanted to do this episode and talk yeah. to somebody who is seriously doing it too. I mean, but as yeah. you can hear what Christy is going through, I hear it and I go, oh, I can relate. Mm. So I'm pretty sure other people can relate to this too. Yeah. So tell me what happened though the moment now you're realizing that you are worried about what other people thought. Yeah. And then on the other side of that fear when you actually went out there and did it what do you feel what happens once you did jump over that hurdle and put it yeah. there. Woo.
1: I mean so much. First of all, it, f- it felt it felt a little like jumping out out of the window naked. It felt like very vulnerable, like here it is, here I am, you know. Here I am and I'm like yes. Are
0: you? <laughs> exactly.
1: Exactly. You feel it feels very like open to the slings and arrows of the world, hmm. but it also feels very alive and it feels very um like like gosh, what was I doing before? You know, I wasn't really risking anything. And and as scary as it might be to jump out the window naked, it's also like, you know, I think when when I was holding sort of the cards in my vest or keeping everything close and in and, and hidden, you know, I was that was my way of protecting myself in the sense that like, well, I always have this this hidden you know card to play that you know, you'll never know about, but I know how great it is. And it was sort of my ego's way of, you know, keeping myself safe. But really I was just hiding. I was not allowing my full self to be here and and, and to give what I'm here to give. You know, and it's really an ego thing because my ego is like afraid that not everyone's going to like it and everyone's going to make fun of it or whatever. But then... You know, on the other side of that, it's it's like gotta have something that's a secret. So just in case, you know, I always have something that's you know a secret hand to play. If that makes sense, I don't even know if that makes sense. It
0: does. It does. It's our it's our defense mechanism. It's our survival yeah. plan, right? It's yeah. that. It's it's such a trick of the ego that makes no damn sense at all. <laughs> yeah. I can I tell you though? Here's something that I observed. As soon as yes. she actually came out of the woodwork and put her stuff online. Yeah. It is almost like she just came out of nowhere into two <laughs> I'm seeing uh autumn uh autumn Resser, oh, yeah. Uh, research, yeah. sorry, autumn research, she tags you in a post yeah. and I'm like, Yes, <laughs> you know? And I am hearing yeah, every person
1: sitting yeah. there
0: and going, uh I, I've heard about you for so many different places all of a sudden. Yeah. And that's where I, and the reason I bring this up is because on the other side, now a lot of people say, on the other side of your fear is your comfort zone, or whatever, it's the rest of your life, that's the stuff that they like to say, but the truth is, is when you do that thing that you've been resisting for so damn long, you put yourself out there, you face that fear, you face those, those, that onslaught of voices that come in, right, when you face it, feel that fear, do it anyway, yeah, it's almost like boom, you, you just explode, light out, you know, everybody sees you all of a sudden, because you're not afraid Mm -hmm. I mean, you could be afraid to, fee- to be seen, but you're standing in your full, authentic glory. And there's something about that that lights up mm. in you and resonates with people, mm. right? Yeah. It's almost like you could be hidden and veiled because you chose to be hidden and veiled. You chose to keep yes. it in your best pocket. But when yeah. you just show it out there, yeah. you're no longer veiled. And it's, it's amazing how many people you can see. But again, that's the point I was saying uh, earlier. Um, when you resist it, it's like, it takes years of uh, sludging up the mud of a mountain. But the yeah, second yeah. you step in, it's almost like you're moving mountains and you're accelerating in a speed faster than you can make mental sense of. Mm, you know what I mean? That's beautiful. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Do you feel like you've grown so much in that way? Yeah. I know I've seen it, <laughs> but have <you> seen <laughs> Thank it? Thank you.
1: That's so sweet. Thank you. I... I do. I feel like, what was I, I feel like, what was I so afraid of? I feel like I, at the same time, I want to have, you know, lots of compassion for the feelings that are coming up and all of this stuff, you know, because that's my work, right. To, to be there for myself and my emotions. But it's also like, yes, yes. All those feelings and emotions and do it anyway, because they're still, they're there no matter what. And, and I think, the fact that i've been so blessed to learn how to sort of be there for myself to show up for those emotions you know i wrote the, th- the post you're talking about this morning you know i woke up just i woke up and just started crying like i didn't even it was just like tears i was sad all these fears were there it was and it was interesting i think what it was triggered by is i actually had a, it was an old friend of mine a dear old a dear friend who did my class yesterday for the first time And this person I have known, oh my gosh, since since I moved to Los Angeles, like so long ago. And for whatever reason, this person doing my class and seeing what I did fully, I think for the first time, felt so exposed. I felt so exposed. And and they loved it. Like this person like was like, Oh, that was so so But I was even that I was it was so terrifying for whatever reason to be like my here's my whole it felt like here's my whole life and what I put all my time and love into and 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 now you can think anything you want of it and I think when I the fact is I really cared what he thought I really cared and and that it it just it was a big release I think because I I think this person represented a lot of people to me a whole Mm. sort of a lot of people from my past and allowing this person to see and come into that world, um, this really intimate world of mine (laughs) felt for whatever reason, so vulnerable. Um, but it was so beautiful to get to move through those feelings. And I honestly just feel like this, Oh, this is what it is to be alive. This is what it is to live your purpose. It's, you're going to feel a lot because you're alive. You're not numbing. You're not hiding. You're not running away from the truth of you you're you're living it and and yes it's it feels scary but it also feels like of course of course this is yeah. this is who you are thank you for being that
0: right, <laughs> thank you for right. just owning it yeah uh, well, yeah when you were sharing that story I thought oh you came into your class and you were being validated for what you did you totally surprised me when you said oh no I was feeling vulnerable because yeah. I've had that experience too Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes I would love to say that I've had more experiences of doing my work in front of people that I cared about their opinion and felt validated. I've yet to have that many experiences of that. I've had more feelings of that vulnerability that you're talking about, yeah. feeling so exposed because you can have so many people in front of you and it doesn't really matter their opinion, but it's that one person. And i oh, you yeah. so self-conscious. And of course at that point you go, am I even really being me? Am I even really showing everything I can do? Because I'm, I know I'm holding myself back yeah. because I care too much about you and what you think. And this right. other person is probably right. just totally wanting to be there, support you. And they have no idea that this is what you're thinking and feeling. Totally. But, totally. uh, for whatever reason you feel that way. It's, yeah. Uh, but see the the mind stuff that just comes up what <laughs> I hope you, yes. I hope you guys can resonate with what we're talking about here. Th- um, these are the
1: stories. These are the these stories are the, that keep this is us the truth. Yeah, held and and I want to thing about that because this person is sort of because this, this is significant for me and maybe someone will reckon, re- re- resonate. But for whatever reason in my life, you know, there have always been these sort of very strong sort of alpha male men who I love and adore, who, you know, are sort of the kings of the castle in this society, right? Like alpha male, like mm. powerful, great people, but sort of hold the keys to the kingdom, at least in my eyes, right? Like mm-hmm. they can do whatever they want. They, this, they own the world that, you know, this whole story that I, that I tell myself. And so for what, for whatever reason, those people sort of hold this sort of the gold star, the gold standard. And if I don't, Past that standard, if I don't get the gold star from the alpha male that's the king of the world, then who am I? Then my, what I do isn't valid. So it was it was hitting on all of those wounds as well as just the friend wound, the you know the exposure, the the vulnerability. Oh,
0: wow, so it was
1: a lot of stuff that came up. Yeah. Oh, wow.
0: see, insert people. alpha female in my story because okay. that's okay. where I've had it. It's yeah. not necessarily the alpha man because. I, I feel like I've had a lot of uh, a lot of support from that realm. Yeah. But I've yeah. had to. I felt that the alpha females, the ones that are just like you do know, hard as hell mm-hmm. to get approval from, that I've always felt like I needed that the alpha star from them. Yeah. You know, and it's always fleeting. It's always fleeting. And I'm not saying really. that you have a bad relationship with this person that came into your space. This no, is do. Yep. Like, some people do. Yeah. Some people can definitely say. You know, it, it's almost like they want that 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 little seal of approval from that person, and it's almost like that person can't, even if they give it to you one moment, the next moment it's gone, Um, and that's, this is a reason that owning yourself is so important, Yeah. because if you are wanting that gold star from somebody, and I'm going to tell you that this is a feeling, I don't know if this goes away, (laughs) right, I'm sure this is something that keeps coming back, we all have wounds of our own, that come back again and again in different forms as we go yeah. down this, this road of this journey yeah. and you think you're done with it and then it comes back in another way or mm-hmm. it triggers you just a little bit more, you have know, more mm-hmm. let go of, but, um, mm-hmm. if you don't Absolutely. own yourself. It's so hard to, to get past and get out there. Yeah. And I, I want to add one more thing here to this though. So when you came out and, yeah. um, I say come out because I really do feel like you debuted. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> she's arrived. She's like an she all awesome glory. Out. I love it. I, came out I know, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, but when you when you did that, I can't tell you how many times you probably have validated other people But mm-hmm. you. There was something about. I don't know what it is. And again, this Uh, is the magic of life that we're talking about. When you step forward and do that Mm -hmm. thing that you're the most afraid to do, and now you show up for people on their radar, when they experience your thing, Mm -hmm. something else opens up inside of them. And I think I already talked about this kind of similarly when I said I took, you know, I did one of your two. Yeah. And uh, one of your... um, online classes because yeah. I was dealing with all these things being shut in too, and I needed to move the energy in my body. What I thought is that I needed to move the energy in my body. What I didn't realize was by me interacting with your work, yeah. it opened up my work. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're all in this together. Totally. And so when you did you, I'm able to do me. And then when mm-hmm. I do me, others are able to do them. And so Beautiful. this is that ripple effect. So even though we're all kind of going through this fear right now of this virus and we don't know what it's going to do and what it's going to take, I do believe that in some ways it's going to take some of this crap that we've been holding on, right? Yeah. I think there's an intimacy for all of us being in our homes talking and sharing our, mm-hmm. ourselves in this way that allows us, I think, to open up in a way that we haven't been able to do for a very long time. Mm. Sense, what I'm saying. Yes, and um, yes. Uh, I don't feel like there's a time other than now where it's more important, uh, mm-hmm. and also more power, more um, hmm. possible. You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know? and, and isn't yeah. that ironic that it took something sort of stopping us in our tracks? First of all, that I'm even talking to you. We didn't know each other before this. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm -mm, And to find someone that's just so like-minded and we, you know, there's just so much here we can talk about. We could talk forever. Right. And this is just from us exposing from, you know, stepping into ourselves. I stepped into myself a little more. You stepped into yourself and, and Mm -hmm. you're right. You know, I've, you know, I feel like this, this has been happening sort of slower, like a, like a wave of this sort of opening in this.
0: Oh yeah. For a couple of years now, at least.
1: Uh, absolutely and then now this sort of it's just kind of sort of exponentially starting to happen in this beautiful way Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: you know I've been watching people do it and being scared to do it myself but wanting it you know seeing it and being like oh I want to do that but what is my thing what is it that I'm here to share meanwhile I've been doing it for eight years I just didn't even occur to me that I could share it in this way and Mm -hmm. it's it's unbelievable to think that us just stepping into our truest selves and being true to ourselves could be our greatest gift.
0: Oh, yes. Like,
1: that's incredible. Yeah. What an incredible thing to just, if that's all there is, that if I can just truly learn to be me and love myself and step into my power, that that is what unlocks and liberates and helps, you know, heal the world.
0: serious serious I mean truth, complete truth how beautiful and, you know and it sounds so simple mm-hmm. and yet is the hardest thing it's simple mm-hmm. but not easy you know what I mean right right it, yeah, it as so many- the one, yeah it, it's one of those things that if we could just step in and yet how many things do we have in front of us layered on top of us stopping us from doing that very thing absolutely and and I do believe it comes back to this to never feeling like we could trust that self Mm -hmm. you know how how many of us have spent so many years growing up maybe not having a chance again to be ourselves and have that be validated to where we could feel like we could just come out Uh you know
1: Mm -hmm. and um
0: and so it makes sense that we would naturally feel inclined to do it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, there is so much risk, you know, when, when you've been sort of raised to sort of sever off parts of yourself, the, the, the subconscious feeling of risk and, and terror of, mm-hmm. of allowing those parts of yourselves back in is, is, is really scary. But like you said, it's, it's very simple. It's just... The, the challenge is you know and I tell people, I tell my my healing clients and my students this all the time it's this doesn't have to take years this doesn't even have to take months or weeks it's really a willingness it's really am I willing to sit with mm-hmm. what's uncomfortable am I willing to be to to sit with those layers and let them fall off and go through whatever feelings to get to that truth that's in there because because mm-hmm. it is it's it's a simple thing but but the willingness to be with what, what I might feel or what I might have to reconcile is what's hard. What yeah.
0: Hard. You know, you're, you're right. Like to get to these layers, it doesn't have to take years. Sometimes though, this process mm-hmm. does take years.
1: Absolutely. It years you know, for me.
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, me too. Yeah. It's really important. So, For whatever reason, uh, Maya Angelou comes into my mind right as we were speaking all of a sudden. And I had to keep thinking she's always somebody that I really look to, Mm -hmm. um, to embody um, what we're talking about here. Yeah. I don't believe that she had a destination in her life either where she needed to be something. She's a beautiful, she was a beautiful example of evolution
1: and i really Mm. if
0: anything talks about the art of becoming more it's the space of Mm. evolution Mm. we are not getting some place we are becoming more and more and more and more of ourselves and i think we need to let go of this notion that we need to get to a place yes or get to a place by a certain time yes Uh, or in a certain way we need to let it go um and that can be harder to do for some people, some people that letting that go is so embedded and so strong that it takes feeling the feelings, uh, could just take one layer off, Mm. but it's a continuing releasing on this one subject, you know? And, and I, again, I I really believe that a successful life really comes when you are all of you, Mm. all of you, and you've letting it out more and more that you have no more to give yeah and you've touched as many as you're meant to touch and the message went out as far as it's meant to go and now you leave and your legacy is that left behind yeah you don't take anything else with you
1: i love that i love that i love that like you know when i really got real with myself about like what do i want you know sometimes i'll do this where i'll ask my you know 85 100 year old self you know what is, what, if I was hundred and I was looking back at my life and I lived the, if I, and I, I lived the life that I wanted to live, what would it be? What would I have? What would I feel like? And, and that is something that I always come back to, which is that I gave it all, that I didn't hold back, that I gave all the love, all the, all the parts of me I had to give that, you know, I expressed it all. I was fully self-expressed. And then then that's it. You know what I mean? And that's, wherever that goes, wherever that reaches, fantastic, you know? And I, and I really, that, you know, so taking this step to like put this part of myself out there online, you know, I'm realizing, like, okay, my 100-year-old self is like, all right, way to go. Yeah, yeah,
0: she's fun. like, yes. okay, <laughs> all right, we're doing it. <laughs> that's cool. That's cool. You know, and, yeah. and, and, and without the need to have the support and the validation. That's the other yeah. part. Oof, you know, yeah. we put out what we put out because we put it out there. Yeah. We love because we love, not yeah. with the expectation of receiving it back. It's like putting this episode out there for whoever it needs to go to, for whoever needs to hear the message, not Mm -hmm. to get the accolades. Now the ego, and I'll be lying if I didn't, you know, if I say that I was detached from my ego going, oh man, you know, Yeah. everybody likes the likes. Everybody wants to see the comments. Everybody wants to know it goes to that special person out there in the world. Oh my God. You know, Uh discovers you or something. Yeah. That's a very ego response. And there's nothing wrong with that. Just recognize that it is a part of you. Yeah. And there's always going to be a wounded part of us, I think, that seeks that validation until that Absolutely. part of us says, no, don't need it anymore. Right. Um, but I do believe that that's the part of us that holds ourselves back so much. Mm-hmm. We want mm-hmm. to make sure that it's going to be the thing that uh, rocks the boat. And sometimes mm. it rocks the boat. And mm. sometimes, or I'm sorry, I'm not saying rock the boat is the wrong thing. Because most people don't want to rock the boat. Right. They just right. want to make waves. It's, it's, make waves. That's <laughs> they just the want to make yeah. waves. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes you make waves, but then other times you just kind of, just kind of pushes the water. Yeah. It doesn't really make anything. Yeah. Um And I know I've had moments like that. I know you've had. You've oh, probably for sure. had moments like that as well. And yeah. And if you attach yourself to success on those various mm-hmm. levels. Ooh you know, it's, it's not going to go as far as not really going to yeah. go anywhere. You know what
1: I mean? No. Yeah. yeah. That was something I, I remember. I don't, I don't know if this was a quote or what it was, but about the ego where, you know, if, if you believe all of the praise, then you have to believe, then you believe all of the, the negative stuff mm-hmm. that comes right. And either way you're attaching yourself to that external validation, like you said, and either way it's going to sink you because then you're living for the praise or you're living in reaction to the to the negative comments right
0: mm-hmm. so
1: you know so much of of my healing because trust me coming from a people pleasing major people pleasing background you know detaching myself from the need to be loved by everyone has been a big journey for me you know oh, yeah. and I, you know, I'm still not free of that, but I, at least now, yeah, at least now I, I recognize it. I can see it. Okay. I see what's happening. You know, I can, I can be with myself and recognize when, you know, that ego part of me is feeling, uh, you know, insecure and wanting that, you know, that praise. But what, you know, the funny thing about it is that, I don't know if you've experienced this, but. I think this happens actually to a lot of of movie stars and sort of celebrities that get famous really fast is that, you you know, you get tons of praise and accolades and fame or whatever it is, but it's not enough. No matter how much you get, it doesn't fill that broken little wounded spot Mm, that wants Right. Mm -hmm. So, so that ego wants to keep getting more, keep getting more, keep getting more, but it doesn't matter how much you get. If you don't, if you can't fill that hole up yourself, it's never going to be full you know yeah, yeah. So, so that work that, that this honestly sharing with with the world and all the things it's bringing up for me has really been a, an incredible healing opportunity to look at that part of me that you know still wants the validation or feels like i have to be liked by everybody and it's it's really forcing me to or it's giving me the opportunity to acknowledge that and and fill that up for myself, you know, yeah. and be proud of myself for just putting it out there and letting that be enough, you know?
0: It, it kind of comes back to that conversation we were having with the Oscar, you know? you can yeah. If you're wanting to go there to get the Oscar, to get validation, then you're going to be empty. But if you're yeah. full and you're fulfilled before you get the Oscar, now it's, yeah. a, um, now it's a cherry on top. Totally. You know, and, and a mm-hmm. lot of these things happen to us and come to us in our lives to show us where we still have those wounds, um, and that work mm. to do. And that's not a bad thing. It does feel scary as no. hell many times. Absolutely. Um, and I just think that the evolutionary process is we're still going to always kind of, we have this tribal thinking of just wanting to belong and there isn't yeah. anything wrong with that, not at all. uh, but, yeah. but choose to belong to yourself first Yeah. and choose to belong in a group of people that matters, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's a huge thing. Cause I think we try to belong, but maybe we try to belong with the wrong group. Yeah. We try to belong to people who didn't care and won't care. It doesn't matter how many times you have find yourself backwards. You know what I mean? Yeah. Not gonna matter for them. Uh, and and at the end of the day, you're not again being your truest self when you do that.
1: Right. Right. You know? that's, so that's a really good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely.
0: About so. You know, Christy, I just want to say thank you so much Aww. for being a part of this conversation and, and coming on here. This is such, I could just feel this is a, so, so good. So good. Yeah, so, I really I hope that so many people get something out of this. Yeah. Can you tell everybody where, uh, where they can find you?
1: Absolutely. Um, Yes. Okay. So uh, on Instagram, first of all, at Christy.slager.salerno, lots of names I know, but that's where to find me. And then I'm also on YouTube. I have my um, movement classes posted there. So if you all want to jump in on one of those, um, YouTube is at, is just go to The Embodied Creative um, and I'm on there and yeah. And then hopefully I'll have my website soon. So you'll be able to Mm -hmm. find that. Yeah. And that's yeah, she has there. a website
0: coming Family.com. up and I will be, when that's live, I will be putting that in the description below. Perfect. Um, you guys can find me on Instagram at Stephanie with an F L Garcia. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also go to my brand new website, the art of becoming.me uh, there. Mm-hmm. You can get the guide that I've got, that I'm giving away for free, which is called own that shit. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah right. Okay. So it helps you to own who you are own what you do and then own that in front of people because 99% of the time uh, we hold ourselves back because we're worried about what other people think. That guy is going to help you get through that if that's a problem. Beautiful. All right guys, thank you so much for being here and watching. Thank you. I want to
1: say thank you. This was such a really beautiful, beautiful conversation. And I, um, I'm so happy to have met you. And I love what you're doing. Thank and you. Thank you for letting me be a part of it. It was really special. Oh,
0: absolutely. And you know what? I'm so, so glad that I've met you too. And thank you yeah. for being a part of this. And thank you for putting yourself out there. Because, like I said, Had you not done it, you wouldn't have activated me, and I know Mm -hmm. that I am not the only story there. There's gotta be so many other people that probably feel the exact same way, so you keep doing what you're doing, and everybody's Mm -hmm. watching this, you guys keep doing what you're doing, okay? You're gonna get there, uh, it's all a part of the journey, and there's no wrongs and there's no right, right? Mm -hmm. So guys, Mm -hmm. take care, and bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you'd like, share this episode with a friend, that way we can get it into the ears of people who need it the most. You can also visit my website at theartofbecoming.me. While there, you can go ahead and download my guide, Own That Shit, Three Ways to Own Who You Are, Own What You Do, and Own It Out into the World. Thank you again so much for listening, and I'll speak to you soon.